Welcome back to the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art Nevitalis. Now for this week's news. This episode is sponsored by Brightwood Music, Hearts Backhoe, Nederland Feed and Pet, Log Cabin Grooming, The Very Nice Brewing Company, and of course, The Mountaineer Newspaper. For our lead story today, we'll take a look at Envision 2030 going on in Nederland. We talked to Miranda Fisher about what's happening in the project thus far. Miranda Fisher, I'm the Deputy Town Administrator, Town Clerk in Nederland. For the Envision 2030 process, we actually started it in the beginning of 2020, pre-COVID times. The, obviously, the goal was to be able to finish 2020 with a, an action plan. Um, but COVID threw some challenges into that plan. And so we're basically picking it back up again, beginning 2021. Where we're at is that we have formed an advisory committee that consists of 14 board and trustee members, commissioners, advisory boards, external agencies, and community members. And amongst that board, our plan is to work on the 2030 action plan. So I guess the the big thing for the community to know is that we have a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis going on where we ask them 10 questions about what they feel like is going well in town, where they'd like to see improvements, what some of the challenges might be. And that's located on our website. So if you go to our main website, netherlandsco.org, on the right-hand side is an Envision tab. And if you click on that, people can go there and they can give us their feedback. And it's from those questionnaires that we plan to build our mission, visions, values, and goals. So we strongly encourage the community to give us that feedback. So we had to ask when the public will be able to get involved. Now we're in the beginning stages. We plan to use an ABCDE strategic planning process. So really we're in the assessment phase and that's where those SWOT analyses come into place. The committee met for the first time on Tuesday night, this past Tuesday, and they've been tasked now to read all the responses to the SWOT questions, to familiarize themselves with the Vision 2020 action plan so they know what our goals were a decade ago, and to also read the comprehensive plan. Because while an Envision document is not legally required like a comprehensive plan is, it's still going to be a guiding document for town. So we want to be sure that it ties closely to our comprehensive plan in terms of the goals we set for the next 10 years. We plan to dedicate the majority of end of March, early April to doing public charrette. Depending on where we are with social distancing and COVID, we may be able to do a combination of virtual and in-person, but we are preparing that they may just be do a virtual setting of that. But the plan is to dedicate a couple of weeks to getting public feedback. They can always email our committee. They can email me if they have any questions. Those meetings are open to the public as well, so they people are welcome to attend. They are the second and fourth Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m., 
and the information to how to access those meetings, it will always be on our website. So we encourage people, while they may not be able to actively participate in the committee meetings, they, it's a great opportunity to hear what we're working on. And even took a quick look at years past for the Envision 2020 project. So they tackled Envision 2020 back in 2010, feels like forever ago. At the time, they did use an external agency to help, kind of funding limiting us from doing that. But that is a unique action plan that that has helped to guide us over the last 10 years. Now, in assessing where we are with Envision 2020, we really didn't meet all of the goals. So the boards of trustees, as we approach 2030, has really put a lot of emphasis in an evaluation phase of the process where annually we'll look at the 2030 action plan and we'll really determine are we meeting our goals, do they need to be evaluated and reassessed, um, and are we on track where, you know, 2020, while the, the document was created, it didn't often get revisited enough to ensure we met all those milestones. We have a goal to be 100% sustainable by 2025. And I think that's one area where we still have a lot of work to do to meet that resolution goal. And if that's still a desire of the Envision Committee, we need to start to make small, short-term, measurable goals to try to meet that broader spectrum of being 100% renewable. Gotcha. And that's energy-wise. Yeah, that's energy-wise. So one goal that wasn't met was sustainability, but it's something still in the works so that the town of Nederland becomes 100% independent in terms of energy. I really want people to know that this is happening. We're going to try to do a good job of promoting it to the best of our ability. I encourage people to check out our website often. It's going to continuously be updated. You know, some of the feedback we've been receiving over the years is people struggle to really know what's going on within town, and so we're going to strive to push as much information as we can out into the community. So even this is really helpful. So people know that Envision, even though we're already a year into this next decade, is moving full steam ahead. We have our town Facebook page that will also have all the same information. We don't have a dedicated Envision site, but there's always going to be posts on our Facebook. And then as we go into getting public feedback, I'll make sure to include it on all of the other Netherlands-based Facebook sites. So some things were accomplished, but not all. And why is this important? It's important because it's going to be a visionary guiding document. We have a lot we want to accomplish as town, but having a 10-year plan will give us the structure we need for really addressing those goals. And so we look forward to moving our community forward in a way that makes sense for Netherlands. Um, we're not necessarily going to adopt everything that works for other municipalities. We're looking to make goals that are Netherlands-specific. And I think that this document, in combination with the comprehensive plan, will give us a great framework for how we move forward. Thanks, Miranda. And we look forward to the progress that comes about as a result. To the news desk. COVID-19 has added more stress and hardship for some than we ever thought possible. If you need help, reach out. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Mental Health Partners for Boulder and Broomfield Counties 
is available 24-7 as well at 1-844-493-TALK. For Jefferson and Gilpin Counties, 1-844-493-8255 is the number 24-7. The Colorado Child Abuse and Neglect Hotline can be reached by calling 844-CO-4KIDS. The Gilpin County Republican Central Committee is meeting Thursday, February 4th. The Gilpin Art Gallery is the meeting point located at 117 Eureka Street in Central City. Check-in begins at 6.30 p.m. and the meeting begins promptly at 7. The Gilpin County Democrats are holding their annual reorganization meeting online Wednesday, February 3, 2021 at 7 p.m. Free COVID tests are available at the Netherland Community Center every Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. No appointment or ID is required. Boulder County is currently vaccinating moderate-risk health care workers, other frontline workers, and those aged 70 years or older. For information on vaccinations or to sign up to be notified of when and where to get the COVID vaccine, go to www.bouldercounty.org. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. That means it's time to submit your special Valentine for print in the February 11th edition of The Mountaineer. Send a message to your love, your crush, your parent, or your child. A message of hope to your neighbor or friend is another good possibility. Valentine messages are free this year. Does your business have a special event planned? A special Valentine meal for dine-in or takeout? Do you offer gifts to celebrate the holiday? Submit your advertisement to be included in all print and online editions between now and Valentine's Day. Podcast ads and print online holiday ad pricing is available by emailing publisher1977 at gmail.com. The Peak to Peak Healthy Communities Project and the Mountaineer are pleased to announce the return of the Community Champion Awards. This is an award to recognize the champions of our Peak to Peak communities. Right now, we are looking for sponsors for the awards. Being a sponsor includes your business name on all media related to the awards. This can be done through donation to PPHCP or by offering a gift certificate to a local Peak to Peak restaurant to celebrate our champions. We'll release the process of how to nominate your favorite champion for this community recognition. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor, please email publisher1977 at gmail.com. Now, for Dango Rose and We Dreamed On, Part 2. Take it away, Dango. For artists, uh, musicians, everybody working out there, up in the mountains and on the front range, something good to know. So tell us a little bit about Ghost City Sound. Well, it's really just an idea at this point because... I've been amassing gear and learned how to use it for the last 10, 15, 20 years, most of my life. That's one of my favorite things to do. I've got a problem probably with acquiring gear. <laughs> but, you know, I think the, the pandemic had brought it to our awareness that the touring lifestyle actually wasn't as healthy for us as we thought. A lot of different things, you know, being out here on the land, we've sort of had to compromise a lot and try to keep things going whenever we leave. It's been really rough and this year we were actually able to be here all year largely and the garden looked better than ever and and life just started to feel a little more right than trying to drive around. I think I was trying to slow down 
whenever I left Elephant Revival like five years ago or whatever it was now and I just didn't know what else to do so I, we just kept like booking shows and trying to do that thing because you know I'd love it yeah it's been really nice to be home and the idea is just to have a little haven out here that we create music for and I, I think that because we live out in the middle of nowhere and it's a bit of a trek the idea is to be some sort of a crucible for music. I'm not going to be able to take on very many projects throughout the year, so I'm going to be fairly selective with who we want to take on. But it's a whole immersive experience to come track out here because it's 20 miles to the nearest town with no real restaurants. There's some restaurants, but nothing like you, you know, most people are used to in a city. Cell service sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so you're basically here, and we source our food from like a bulk organic place and and order in whole foods and era's uh quite the she's a chef is there, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah she's amazing <laughs> and uh so that's part of the experience is she whips up all this amazing home-cooked meals and eventually we'll have some other out, outbuilding space i'm building a tree house and got a greenhouse there's of course elephant valves old buses that can be used as riding Chicken supply our eggs. Yeah, we got chickens. We'll have garden. You know, in the spring, we have a lot of our food comes from the garden. Yeah, and the meat comes from family cattle. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. We used to raise meat, and we kind of this week, last ten days with you has been been a reminder. You've been you kind of like like you said, go city sound, but we really don't even have a website and any of the stuff. You're like dragging. You're like making me come public with this and kind of before I'm ready, which I appreciate that. Yeah, that's one, one of Dango's like great suits. Otherwise, you know, I'm kind of just a recluse, a hermit. I just like to live out here and do my thing. And this is really like a retreat studio. So for me, I feel like I've been on retreat and that's a great way to record albums. Lots of my favorite albums, of course, were recorded that way. Uh, two of the Elephant Revival albums were as well. And it's a very similar modality as like, you know, Caribou Ranch up in Ned, like the the destination studio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about, you know, performance is everything when it comes to, not everything. I mean, your room and tech, the gear and, and mic placement and all that. But there's something about getting the vibe right. I guess I, I, we like to throw parties and just have a good time. I like to make sure people are having a, just a good time in general. I think that leads to a good recording experience, especially getting to be sort of forced to be in a someplace besides a van with your bandmates and someplace that's fun where you can, you know, kind of have your space, but also come together. Yeah, spread out and also be here together. Yeah, I've been amazed at all the birds of prey everywhere, some <laughs> hawks and owls and horses and deer and dogs and and the mixing. So you are also going to be taking on mixing projects as well. Yeah, totally. I'm basically in t to whatever, I, you know, especially with the pandemic, I think the remote possibilities of, of mixing. Honestly, I just love it all. I'll yeah. do whatever I can right now. I think mixing somebody else's project has been pretty fun. I have been taking on a few of those. I've been surprised at how much fun I have doing it. Looking forward to doing more of that for sure. And We Dreamed On most likely will be releasing an album toward the end of the year, right? Yeah, most likely like three or something. We'll see. <laughs> I've got a backlog. There, you know, maybe three EPs or we're, mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out how to package it right now. All those things sort of have been on hold. This year, I finally had the chance via the pandemic and which happened to coincide with my mom's cancer. Mm -hmm. She just passed from and it allowed me to be here for her for the last... Mm, I mean, ever since 
March, we she was getting out of her first chemo thing, basically, whenever the pandemic hit. Man, it just feels like everything's fallen into place. While I was with her, I somehow ended up upon this tape machine deal. Ended up scoring a, a really classic, great tape machine, 8-track on one inch. So that's part of the studio now, too, and we're, we can totally do an analog thing all the time to put it together. And to uh, be with your family and be on the land. Any message for your old friends or anybody out in Netherland country? Air is the wise one here. <laughs> she is the wise one. My name's Sage, but it's a misnomer. <laughs> <laughs> Just love each other out there. Through my mom's passing, I've realized how precious the time is. It's easy to be complacent and put off things you want to do or say. It's been a good reminder. I feel like I've had very influential women in my life pass away in the last like five years. I know our friend Teresa as well. And mm-hmm. it's like every three years I forget this thing and then something like that happens. And it's a reminder how important it is for us to um, maintain our relationships and, and value each other. It's, it's harder than ever right now with you know the political divides and stuff and just know it's I have hope for this country. I think we can pull out of this. I I think there's something really alive and well at the heart of America amidst all the, the bad stuff on the fringes. I mean, even the QAnon people, if you look at what they're really standing up for, it's like stuff that I think we can all agree, you know, that we don't need any child trafficking. Albeit, there's a lot of misinformation out there confusing people. But I I guess I still see the goodness in people's hearts come through. Mm. It's still there. And don't discount anybody. We got to, you know, bring people in instead of call people out. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, What's the best way to find you? Basically, you just drive down (laughs) 17 and a half miles of dirt road somewhere around Attica, Kansas, and head south. You know, wedreamdon.com. I believe there's a contact button there. Uh, there's also we'll get the site up for the studio i'm still on the fence about the name ghost city sound sounds a little dark and it's a very it's not a city out here and there's actually people it's not really ghost town so maybe that's why it's a ghost city <laughs> it's a ghost city. <laughs> we don't know but, uh, it's a metropolis. but you know, we dream dawns uh, is that's probably the easiest way and eventually we'll have links out there for our other endeavors and um you know I, i'm not that hard to find on socials or whatever either same with era fox yeah era fox mm-hmm. sage cook we dream dawn all the socials we dream dawn at gmail uh to get in direct contact so last question we dreamed on the name. Where does it come from? Um, <laughs> well, I wanted a name that was a positive affirmation about our ability to create our own future. It comes from these individual choices that we make every day. And most of us have an innate sense of what's right and wrong in a lot of our you know, current cultural norms may go against those if you can make those decisions to change your life in a good way then we can do it as a species and the we is really like all of us it's not just i think if we all just started listening in that way we could really create a beautiful world for our children and their children Mm. over there thank you guys so much uh this is tango rose and the mountaineer everybody's listening podcast thank you dango 
We appreciate the interview and what's happening with the band, as well as the recording studio retreat. Brightwood Music in Netherland has instruments of all kinds in stock. The store is conveniently located at 20 East Lakeview Drive, Unit 109. When you buy an instrument from Brightwood, it comes complete with set up by a professional staff member. They also offer repair on any stringed, fretless, or fretted instruments. Brightwood Music is family-owned and operated. Your future music maker is waiting to be picked up. The store is open weekly Wednesday through Sunday, so stop by, try something out, and stay and play a while. If you're more comfortable with a socially distant appointment, just call 303-ALT-TUNE. That's 303-258-8863, or visit at Brightwood Music on Facebook for daily deals and updates. And for our final story this week, we turn to Brianna Rice Dietz about a story about Girl Scout cookies and what the local troop is doing this year. Well, obviously I wanted to do an article about Girl Scouts and like how they've changed over the course of 2021. I'm Kristen Turner. I am the service unit cookie manager for Gold Nugget, which is the Gilpin and Clear Creek County area. I am also a troop cookie manager for our troop Girl Scouts that are attending Gilpin County Schools. Right now, we have seventh graders in our troop. This year in COVID, basically, all the troops in Gilpin have stopped meeting. The Girl Scout guidelines for meeting in person are very strict for the girls' safety reasons. And so, a lot of our troops have decided, let's just not even meet. Some troops in the Denver area have decided to go virtual. Our kids already have enough virtual with having to go to school. Our spring completely virtual for eight hours a day, as well as at the beginning of this year. In the year of COVID, basically, a lot of the Girl Scout stuff has stopped. A lot of the events, um, almost all of them were canceled as well. So my daughter, she was involved in the Outdoor Adventure Club, which involved overnight and a lot of outdoor day programs. You know, so she did archery and canoeing as well as uh, sleepovers over at a Girl Scout camp last fall, so back in November of 19. So that once COVID hit, everything was canceled. All the ones she'd signed up for for the spring and summer, as well as her summer camps. So she was going to do a week-long sleepaway camp here in Colorado. All that was canceled. Our monies were refunded. And so now it's just kind of whether or not anything's going to be start back up again in the spring or summertime this year. Our troop in Gilpin has decided to go ahead and keep selling cookies. We feel the, the new program that Girl Scouts of Colorado introduced, which actually allows us to do online orders in advance of actually getting the cookies, will really help with the, being able to take orders in advance. And then once we get the cookies next Sunday, January 31st, the girls can start delivering the cookies for the orders they've received. So COVID-19 really affected this in a contactless way of we're going to bag them up, put a little thank you note on them, and drop them at the door of the person's house. So no contact, money was already taken online. We just have to bag up the cookies and then deliver them. You know, let the people know that we're on our way, we're going to deliver your cookies, that sort of thing. But some of our parents and girls in our troop have decided also to still do cookie booths which is a normal cookie booth that people have seen outside of King Supers, uh, outside of B&S. 
So they'll be signing up for those. And those that feel comfortable with dealing with the public with their personal protective equipment, having their face shields or masks. I would love to have a plexiglass shield on the table, but with our winds, there's no way it would stay. <laughs> so we even have cookie boxes blow away sometimes, especially when I do a booth which we plan on doing, I need to get a hold of them, at Taggart's in Mid-Gilpin County. The wind just tears through there and tears everything apart. Cookies go flying, money goes flying. And it even extends as far as cookie sales this year, a huge fundraiser for the Girl Scouts. How are you able to order online? I can email you a link to my troops individual site. We are not allowed to post individual girl sites in a public forum just for safety reasons what i have been doing is i have posted to people to private message me or email me directly and then i can send them an actual girl site just it's not published publicly but we do they did allow us to set up a troop site that doesn't show any identification of any of the girls then once the order is placed the people can place their order, and then I will then be able to get with the parents and the girl to figure out who can play, who can fulfill and deliver each order. And so we have a couple of those already that have come through on our troop site. How many cookies do you guys, like, normally sell, and how many are you thinking you're going to sell this year? Last year was a little less. Last year was the first year of middle school. There were sixth graders, and basketball season was in full swing last year. So we did less than 2,000 packages of cookies last year. In other years, we would do in between 2,000 and 3,500. So it was a big drop last year. And then this year, I'm only ordering 1,000 packages of cookies. So that's definitely a very large difference from what you would normally expect. Exactly, yeah. So we're probably at least more than half the normal. Thanks to Brianna and Kristen for the scoop on everyone's favorite cookies. And that's all for this week's episode of the Mountaineer Podcast. Pick up this week's edition of the Mountaineer in print. And go online to www.themountaineer.com to catch up on more local news. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art Nevitalis. Until next time, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.